It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, a.k.a. the Potty Mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. the Actual Factual. Yo! We're back. We back. And this one is a... Yo, this is a goodie because this is Static Selector. Um, Static is obviously the name you can trust, Mr. Showoff himself. Um, and yeah, we, we, we speak to him about the balance tonight. This is this is good because we wanted to get Static way back in the summer. This is true. like... He was just like, yo, I got you. And to his word, he kept his promise to me. He said, I got you. Just wait for the album, wait for the album, wait for the album. And to his credit, he came on. Yeah, man, and, definitely. And, and um, thank you. Song. Thank you for, for putting the bat signal up. Um, he's one of my favorites. So I appreciate appreciate. Oh, the yeah. No, I, I've, I've got a, like Static. The last time I saw Static Selector was at Fader Fort in South by Southwest. Yes, South by Southwest. Uh, I think two, 2011 it's a long time it's the last time I've got a picture of him and uh, him and Young Guru they were DJing that day it's a bunch of them too but that's the last time I saw him so it's so good to see him continue to rise and this album Balancing Act um, I can't wait for it the the track list as always looks incredibly insane Mass Appeal Rock Nation Show Off what, you, what, this, what, what else could you ask for to, to end the year So it's actually mad that he's backed by two of the greats who will be but, forever uh, linked, Jay-Z but and Nas. But, but it's because of who he is. So you've got to remember, like, Static is, is not only as a um, consummate professional, a good person. He's great at what he does, but he's a good person. And, and you know, he's he's able to get these artists on, on, on his, ninth, it's his ninth studio album. And he's able to get these people, both legends, upcomers, because of the way he conducts himself in and, and his relationships. So I'm not surprised. I think it's probably, you know, it's uh it's a, it's been a long time coming. I wish it happened sooner, but it's here now and I think, you know, more power to him and we wish him all the best. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I'm looking forward to the album. My pre order is in. Definitely. This is Static Selector, Breaking Atoms, check it out. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. We have someone today that we thoroughly, thoroughly respect. Someone uh, who needs no introduction, really. You just got to make sure you spell his name right, I think. But this is someone who has given us countless collaborative albums, EPs. He's on his ninth studio album, and he is someone that is respected in the culture of hip-hop. We're talking about the one, the only, Static Selector, who is joining us today to talk about his new album, The Balancing Act. Static, how you doing, my man? What's up, fellas? How you feeling? Good, good. We're just glad to have you on. No doubt. Before Summit gets started with the interview, how how have you been in the year of COVID and madness? Uh, I mean, just maintaining, man. Uh, staying focused from, from my daughter and just, you know, it was a challenge getting this album done through all this madness but there's definitely some silver linings in there that, you know there's some moments on the album that wouldn't have happened if we weren't going through this and then also um you know just time management and the the you know the appreciation of of just everything has been amplified this year and i'm just grateful for a lot of things mm-hmm. good to hear good to hear um you call your album the the balancing act 
Um, and I can see, you know, I see or hear that you're, you're, you're with your daughter. I've got to say that when I saw your artwork, I was, um, it really brought home the message in terms of what the album meant. I wasn't sure at first, but when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I get yeah. it now. I actually had the title and all that before, uh, before this whole year started. And then it just got amplified to so many new degrees. But um, yeah, I mean, it, on, the, on this uh, Zoom right now, you can see the, the picture of me and her. That's, uh, that was the original cover. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? Now nah, I would rather flip it and have my face and not hers on the cover. But, um, you know, it, it's a similar concept as far as, you know, that, that was a candid photo at a festival I was DJing. And um, her mom was running around going crazy, wondering where she was. And she was just under the table chilling while I was DJing. Okay. That's Harley Hall. Shout out to the legendary Harley yeah. Hall. That's amazing. Send um, it over you to you. DJing. Um, 25 years, right? You've been a DJ now. Like, yeah, man. The, the, the album released, the actual album comes out on the 25th anniversary. We decided that's what I want to do in my life. And um, it's, it's full circle in a lot of ways. And amazing. What what memorable moments do you have over those 25 years? <laughs> I mean, I can write five books about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet you lot. can. It's 25 years of memories. Um, but, I, you know, from starting radio at an early age to, to still doing it now and, um, breaking so many artists and just, you know, the, the world travels and all that. It's just, it's all, it's all amazing, man. It's incredible that I could, um, you know, make this happen, especially being from where I'm from. Like nobody, nobody's ever done that. So it's like, you know, I was born in um, Lawrence, Massachusetts, but I moved to New Hampshire when, when, um, when I was 10 years old and then, you know, coming from there and then going to Boston and kind of doing my thing in the scene there, getting on the radio there and, doing all the clubs and then moving to New York, like all of it was a huge gamble, but I just never stopped, man. So it was just, you know, if anyone out there is looking for motivation, the, the key is just never to stop, man. No, def definitely. And in terms of like picking the artists to appear, um, not just in this balance act, but all your projects, what's the process for that? Is it just a feeling? Is it, you know, cooking up in a room? Is it brainstorming? How do you, how do you come up with the, the A-list and the and, and the, the, the upcoming stars, the legends and future legends to be on, a, on an album? It's really just relationships and, like, who I'm vibing with at the moment. Like, I consider everybody on any of my albums, like, you know, a homie. So it's like, I don't really have no songs with people I don't know or, like, strangers. It's all people that I rock with. So, um, you know, it's whoever I'm rocking with at the time. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um... Sean Price, really, really good to see his name on the track list. When was this? When was this song recorded, and how long you been holding on to the yeah, verse? It's bittersweet, man, because you know it's my last unheard Sean P verse, and um, you know it, it, it's like the, it's the end of a chapter for me. Um, I miss that guy a lot, but I've had that verse for. I actually found it in a session, um, going through files, and I was like, this never came out. Like I scoured the internet for it and it never came out. I had, I recorded that verse like, man, it must have been like eight years ago. Wow. And, uh, okay. I mean, he's been gone now for what for five years, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. We we um we we all miss we all miss Sean Price. His energy yeah. is definitely it's still so, here, so man. Missed. Like he, you know, a lot of the things that are popping the hip hop now, Sean Price uh, opened the doors for man. Like things like the Griselda wave and like all these, like there's a lot of artists doing that style of music now, like the real simple, uh, you know, sample loops with no big drums on them. Like Sean P was one of the first ones doing all that. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. We were speaking to Marco Polo a couple of months ago and he was talking about logistically how hard it can be to do producer albums. Um, you've done nine yeah. in, in, in like 13 years. That's a lot. What are some of the tips you've got to getting producer albums done? I mean, have different angles. Like obviously with my albums, like it's always a mutual respect and people fuck with what I do on the radio and with the mixtapes back in the day. And like, it's like, I think a lot of these artists look at me as like one of the most, last of the people holding down the sound. So it's always been love. And like I said, it's this relationships there with, with all of them. So, but it's incredible. Like sometimes I, I'm blown away when I really think about like, I don't, you know, this, these aren't budgets for the albums. I'm doing all this just for, for the sake of the style of music we love. Like, it's not like I'm going out there and chasing no rappers with, with money or any of that. Like it's all out of mutual respect, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you, you seem to, you seem to have mastered it. That's nine in 13 years. Really impressive. And just your relationships grow stronger. Now, mass appeal, rock nation, the artists that, you know, this is, this is, this is leveling up. This is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. One, one thing I wanted to ask you was uh, around sampling original composition. You've, you know, collaborating with Dream Life Beats, Vintage Vandals, yeah. you know, there's, you know, you've used samples in the past. We've had this conversation with a number of producers on the podcast about original composition, sampling. Are we going to get a bit of both on this album? It's mostly original compositions, but you wouldn't even know, like, I'm not even going to tell people which ones are which, <laughs> but there's, there's a couple samples <laughs> on there. Okay. Yeah, we, we, okay. We, we don't, we don't do snitching here. Um, it's not, yeah. We'll listen out for that. We don't <laughs> nah, Dream Life's been a new uh, new chapter in my in my uh, production career because anytime I need something replayed or like a certain idea, I just go to him and he knocks it out within like twenty four hours. He saved a lot of records. Like he's all over Joey's album. He's uh you know he replayed the the light. There's a lot of joints we got that um I came to him last minute and he just flipped for us. Yeah, is he? Um, is Dream Life Beats uh, part of the CJ Fly album, Rude Boy? Yeah, he did every single every single uh, sample. Like that that whole album was samples, and, we, and then we had to go in and flip every single song. Wow, that's my favorite album of the year, by the way. I love yeah. it. Dope, dope. Yeah, it brought it brought about um, my Jamaican pride right out of me. I was like, "Yup, this is me all day." Nice, nice. I see Haley Supreme. Have I pronounced it right? Haile. Haile Supreme. He's all over your credits in recent years and I love I love his voice how did you meet him and how did he become your secret weapon per se I met him at a show in Queens um it was like a Friday night and Term was like yo I'm gonna go spit a verse at the show and I was like all right I'll roll with you and I went over there and you know I was at the bar just chopping it up with people and shit and all of a sudden I hear this voice on stage and I'm like who the fuck is that so I go over and I looked off the balcony and just watched his show and his performance and the second he was done, I walked up to him like, yo, we got to get in the studio. And I think like the next night we got in the studio and we've been going strong ever since. He, he's working on his solo project right now, too. OK, good news. You, I, I assume you're going to be producing yeah. most of it. OK, good news. Good news. I have to ask, though, I, um, I remember you did a, a pregame EP a few years ago <laughs> and you were rapping on ago, the best. Like, 11 years ago it was it was a long time ago just before 100 proof and i really liked your verse on the best <laughs> um it was real simple and i just wanted to know are we going to get any more rapping from you i don't know about that I, I, there's another song um a dj saved my life on population control i rap at the end of that 
it's like a secret song. That's right. But um, nah, yes. you know, it's something we joke around with at the studio, and and I'm I'm always battling people at the studio, but that's kind of like one of those things you got to be there for. Okay, I was I would ask you who have you beaten a battle, but that's probably oh, some beat, sacred man, talk. Man, I've been mad people, bro. I've <laughs> gone in on a lot of a lot of big rappers. Okay, oh, we'll we'll lead that to the following. When, when I used to, when I first started with Pro Era, we were every night I was battling everybody in Pro Era, like just joking around, drunk. But it was it was always <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh man, to be to be in those studio sessions. Yeah. Um, how does uh, the balance act reflect the? your life of being a, a father, producer, a DJ. We've heard a lot, songs man. Um, but in terms of specific there's songs. There's some real serious records on the album. There's a song called Way Up that, you know, everybody that hears the song is goosebumps, man. It's about, um, you know, it's about Mac and Sean and Prodigy and Nipsey. Um, but, you know, Bun B is rapping about Pimp C on it and then Havoc comes in and raps about Prodigy and Havoc's kind of been quiet since P died as far as touching on those subjects so he tells like um he tells the story of like Prodigy's last week and it's just mm. a moment and like you know that's something that is heavy for me too because you know Prodigy lived next door to me like he was a very like me and him were a lot closer in real life than we were musically we only did probably maybe five songs ever but like we we hung out on a regular basis um so you know that that was a real personal record for me and um you know got to pay homage to mac and the prodigy and, but um there's some other records on there too like you know jack harlow's song on there that what he's talking about is like so perfect for the times right now and when people look back on it like even the nas joey record i think it's going over certain people's heads and they're going to look back and be like damn that was a moment yeah, did you did you have them in the studio together? Because the the um the synergy between them going back and forth, I thought to myself, this could only happen together. Nah, I wasn't. Um, we we actually met up. Wow. We, we all met up at Grammy weekend back in January, um, and you know we linked up. And Joey had never met Nas, so I, I I had them chop it up real quick. But I made it clear. I was like, yo, this record got to be for my album because I was about to announce that I signed a mass appeal, and um, you know, fast forward a month the world flipped upside down and you know it got delayed a lot but we got the song done i think joey laid his verses in like june and nas did it like the first week of september like i was waiting for a little while but nas never came back to new york i mean he, he never even came to new york the whole year the only time he came in was for the uh spicy video shoot but originally like when we met up nas was going to be a lot more involved in the album he was going to you know he he was planning on being in new york a lot this year but the shutdown just you know, it was it was different, bro. Like the the shutdown in New York in March was like what the rest of the country is probably going to go through now. We went through it already, and everybody stayed inside for like almost two months. Like the streets were dead. Like the police were outside with megaphones telling people to stay in the house. It was like some some other shit. And then you know the rest of the country didn't really listen, and now we're going through it again, and it's messed up because a lot of I got a lot of close friends losing their businesses and all this like it could have been avoided in a lot of ways. Obviously our president's the clown. So that, that changed a lot of shit too. But um, it's just, it sucks. Cause I feel like this winter is about to get crazy again. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the nice weather again. Yeah, no, we, we, it's a, I don't know if it's a similar situation, but you know, flu season yeah. is this time of the year, especially over here. And we're in a lockdown now as well, but I don't, we didn't have people or police on the street with megaphones. So we were lucky yeah. 
in that sense. I did get stopped by a police officer asking me where I was going when I went on they, a walk. They're giving about out it. two thousand dollar tickets out here. How $2, much? Two thousand dollar tickets if you're not like wearing a mask in, in like certain places and shit. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, it's they, crazy. They, they, at one point, they had it as ten k out here as a fine, and then they were like they were finding people who had um, unauthorized parties and raves and. I mean, you know, at, the, at the beginning of all this, right, if if the whole world just stayed the fuck inside for two weeks, like, it would have worked out a lot different. But instead, we had, you know, our presidents telling people it wasn't even real and it was going to go away and no one had it. And it's just, it's really embarrassing because I've been touring the world for a long time. And I remember spe specifically a lot of times I was in London or the UK, like somewhere in the UK, watching TV and like the way they talk about America. And that was when Obama was president. Now it's like, I can't even imagine how the world's looking at it. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Static. Um, you may be surprised um, just in, in how um, America's kind of spoken about, I guess on social media and in our little circles, we're a lot more open about how we feel. Yeah. Um, but the media, the media platforms, you, you know, there's a lot more support than you might realize because um, we're, we're living in a, an increasingly conservative government, too. So the, a, a lot of what's happening in the States is, is being reflected over here, not to not to as big a scale, but there's remnants. There's remnants of that. It's been a very trying few years for us over yeah. here, too, especially as people of color. Yeah. But I love it out there, man. I can't. One of the first places I'm going to when, when it's back to halfway normal is definitely going back to london first i love it out there how, how what's your favorite no, no, go, go ahead go. sorry i was gonna ask what's your favorite spot in london to perform at or even you know chill and eat well i mean i've had some incredible nights in london man um there's different scales to it though like when i go out there by myself you know i've done the jazz cafe a couple times and that's fun but like when i when i go out there i've been out there with q-tip and me and joey have probably done 100 shows in london but doing the roundhouse and then doing uh the O2, um, what's it called? Uh, Shepherd's, what's it called? Shepherd's Bush Empire. Yeah, all that. Like, I love all those spots, man. And we just had so many legendary nights out there. But London's like, yeah. it's one of our biggest markets. I, I make a, I'll make a promise. I've not seen you live yet, but I've heard you do a good show. I'm coming right, up. Next time you're here, I'll yeah, be I'll there. I'll definitely be back soon. Definitely. As a performer... How hard has it been with not being? Because I, I speak to a lot of musicians, especially over yeah. in the states, and they find it very difficult. Um, you know, even think people like stage designers, and it's it's COVID has hit people like that, not just artists and producers and DJs, but people who set up the stage. How's it been for you? How have you kind of reconciled that? I mean, you're home more, got the album out, but how's how as a performer who, who likes the energy of being on stage and with the people? How have you kind of reconciled that? No, it's like that's my livelihood, so it's like the beginning of the quarantine we um i was doing instagram live and all that and then i started doing twitch later but during the summer it was fun because new york was like the wild west during the summer like we were just popping up and throwing parties at like random spots and you know people would have on their mask and me like whatever like it was we tried to keep it respectful most of the time there was some there was always a hater that would call the cops or whatever but we got away with it for like at least two months and then towards the end they just started shutting down a lot of shit but um we had a fun summer just, like, throwing these, like, you know, renegade parties, like, in the middle of the street. And just, it was, it was a, it was a, I'm not mad at the summer 2020. Like, I feel like the energy in New York was dope. Everybody was outside, all the restaurants. Like, outside New York this summer was, was cracking. And I feel like the whole world didn't really get to see much of it because on TV they were, you know, the president was saying it was dead in New York and, and 
the the videos they were showing on TV, like it was all bullshit, man. Like the the, the media was trying to make it look like New York was like a, a ghost town, and this shit was cracking all summer. Hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, besides that, it's like, but you gotta understand, every single party I did this summer, I did for free, just for the people. Like, I haven't got a, I've this whole year, I think I've got like three DJ paid gigs, and that you know that's tough to deal with too because that's a big. You know, that's a big part of my income. I definitely lost a lot of money this year. But, um, mm. you know, thank God I can't complain the way that I have certain friends that only DJ that are really going through it. At least I got production and I do all this other shit. Like some of these cats are just DJs and they're, they're losing their minds. Mm. So in terms of like losing DJ money, like I, I know you do a lot of mixing and mastering. Is that one of the way you, ways you've diversified this year and said, look, I can do this now? Um, just with Smoke Dizza. He dropped like two projects this year. I mix and mastered both of those. But not really. I don't usually get uh, – that's not like one of my main things. It's been mostly just production and, um, you know, sometimes doing like consulting and shit. But I produce a lot of records, so it's like, you know, it, it comes through, you know – I did the Locks album drop this year. Joey dropped the three pack. I did two of those. Like I've been pretty busy, but um, you know, just finishing this album was a was a whole different thing, and now it's done. So I'm excited for people to hear it. No, definitely, definitely. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Joey Badass. I've mentioned CJ Fly a few times. Working with Pro Era and seeing as they're slightly younger than you, um, what kind of lessons have you learned just about? youth in hip-hop and what kind of music have they put you on or what what kind of music have they introduced you to that you may not have heard prior um i don't think i mean joey's put me on to like new like new stuff i'm trying to think of uh uh there's this one artist he was playing a lot we were in the bahamas working on his album and he kept playing this artist and i really liked it but i can't even remember his name now for the most part okay. I, I used to put them on the old like onto a lot of stuff they didn't know Cause I've always been kind of up to up with the times, um, and I'm trying to think. We definitely through the years put each other on the stuff, but like, yeah, no, I can I can imagine. Like the first like five years touring with them, like I was just putting them onto like classic shit that they might not have been up on, but they you'd be surprised they're up on a lot of it. Like they're really the students of the game. Yeah, no, they're old, old souls. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes forget when I listen to them, like even CJ Fly, just his voice and his delivery, like he sounds like he's lived life. CJ's and I sometimes forget CJ their... didn't grow up listening to hip-hop. He grew up listening to like all reggae and calypso and all that. So he like, he had to learn a lot of this stuff. Like Joey grew up listening, you know, his mom was playing Smith & Wesson and Biggie and Wu-Tang. So like it was different. But CJ comes from like a very Jamaican family. Yeah, well, I mean, look, look, he's he's obviously a student. He's done well. Like I said, my favorite album of the year. Like I was telling my wife, I'm like this, this album right here. Just you know, just Jamaican Pride just came out that day, and I it's really, crazy, I, I really, really love that, that album. That came out this year. Like it, it feels like it came out two years ago. Yeah, I think albums that come out in January and February every year, they tend to sometimes get forgotten as the year goes on. This year is just, time is so relative now. Right. Everything's just, you forget about all the things that you've done pre, it's like pre and post COVID kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Static, talk talk to me about the Good Dad Gang, because I can see it when I zoom into the album cover. Talk to me about the Good Dad Gang. Who's part of this gang, man? 
Can I join? Well, I, I threw on. I mean, every good dad's part of the gang, but I put I put that logo on there for um you know I support it's terms company I support it, uh, and you know since I was gonna be holding my daughter on the cover, I thought it was only right, and that's actually a real photo that's not like a logo thrown on that's an actual sticker that's on my turntable in the studio so when when dom dirty asked me to take a picture of the turntables that was just on the turntable and so was uh there's another there's a couple the mass appeal sticker happened to be right there too which is kind of crazy like for years like it's been there for 10 years (laughs) and the picture i took happened to have mass appeal in the dad gang so it was like let's just leave it that's dope i like it i like it I was going to ask, I know I might be uh, digging too much into your private business. How many Nas songs do you have in your stash? Uh, nothing, man. Nothing that's not out. I okay, wish. it's all gone. All yeah, right. no, we, we definitely, right. uh, every time we get in the studio or like anytime we connect, we talk about doing more stuff. But, you know, obviously I wanted on him more. I wanted him on a couple more songs on this album. But like I said, just getting things done this year was like really... Uh, not the way we expected. You sound like you can't wait to get back outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just can't wait to, tra- no. I'm a traveling dude. Like I haven't, I, the only time this whole year I've traveled after, after the shutdown was, um, I was going out to Ohio to Dave Chappelle's and like, just that, that was like very therapeutic for me. Like I was going out there. Um, it was just, it was incredible, man. He like he had a, such a dope system where like you get out there, you get tested, and then once you get the white bracelet, you're good for the weekend. And you know you'd be out there just chilling with Chris Rock and Louis C.K. and Kevin Hart and Questlove. Like it was incredible. Shout out to Talib Kweli for inviting me out there. But every night he'd do shows with like 500 people in the cornfield, and then after everybody would go back to his spot not everybody but like the people with dave would go back to his spot and like I, every night i was out there i dj'd like we just had a blast out there man it was like i needed that yeah sounds good sounds good um i hear i hear that dave Chappelle is his hospitality game is a one yeah, absolutely like he every day you What's know cause everybody out there drinks a lot but every every okay every afternoon he has um the the iv drips at his shack and like they bring the vitamins and put it like they, they have nurses that put it in your veins. Like it's crazy, bro. And it, it hydrates everybody. Yo, I love Dave. Dave's the best. I mean, he's the greatest of all time from a comedian <laughs> standpoint, but that is just yeah, even, that's is. amazing. Yeah, man, it was incredible. What is up with the, the Two Chains album? It's, man, I've been saying it for years. Every time someone asks me, I'm like, it's coming next, it's coming next. But <laughs> I think he's off Def Jam now. That last album he put out, like, fulfilled his contract. So, thinks the next project's gonna be this to set off his like new adventure as a soul as an independent artist um okay it's gone through a lot of transformations like we probably did two or three albums by now that we have to just pick the songs for but the original version is all my favorite stuff so i think he got a couple surprise guests on certain songs um like i don't want to give out any names or anything but i know the original version of the project like it had some really big records and then through the years we've done a bunch of new stuff so i don't i don't really know what he's planning at this moment but when i spoke to him last he was like it's next okay yeah i'm i'm looking for i'm looking forward to it because i'm you have a knack i just think i just think certain mcs you bring out something 
in them when they when they when they rhyme over your production. So I'm really really looking forward to that. It's really dope. It's like some of my best shit I ever did. So I'm I'm excited. Okay. All right. We'll hold you to that then. Word up. Oh, I got nothing else, Chris. Uh, I I have I have nothing else to 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 say, man. Just static. Really appreciate you taking the time, and um, you know, just thank you. Uh, when I was speaking to Apollo Brown, and when we did it, when we spoke to him a few months ago for our interview, we said that he was one of the most reliable and consistent producers of the two thousands and two thousand and ten. And we just want to say thank you because we feel the same about you. We're big fans of you, and we just know that produced by Static Selector means quality, and we really love you, man, and enjoy your music. So thank you so much, and good thank luck. You, man with the balancing well, act. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Peace, brother. All right, man. Well, you take care. A big thanks to Static once again. Spell his damn name right. <laughs> um, Mr. Sharp himself. Like he's got, you know, even the serious show. That was an interesting conversation to understand from from an artist's point of view or a performance point of view, a DJ, a producer, their point of view, how 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 much COVID has changed things for, for people who are not necessarily from here. Yeah. So hearing about how New York was in the first lockdown with police out and just how things changed so much and um, how we forgot so many things have happened this year just because of COVID. So that was a really interesting conversation. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this album because I think there will be, you know, we heard the Joey Badass Nas track with uh, Gary Clark Jr., which is incredible. I'm really interested to hear the other album cuts to to really get into the, the nitty gritty of, of the balancing act. Yeah, he did a good job of, of selling it. And I think music is always powerful when it speaks to the current situation. So it's not just the message, but when the music is good and you meet in the middle, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I've got high hopes. I've never been let down. By a static selector project. No, not by static. No, absolutely, absolutely not. And yeah, hopefully we can get that two chains album. No, I'm. Um, I, I think. I think. It, I mean, I've heard one song of it. It's called like Smoke Break. But um, you know, hopefully we hopefully we get it because you know two chains can. He, he he's a better rapper than he gets credit for. Put it that way. Yeah, chains is a good rapper. I, I like chains. I, I listen when a chains album comes out. I'll I'll try my best to to yeah. listen to it. Like I'll make some time for it to listen to. It. I there's like a chains. Chains there's is... a ninth wonder song he did called um Threat to Society. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. It was crazy. Yeah, Chains is, he's got Chains understands he straddles the 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 bar of knowing what's needed at the time and then what he can absolutely do. he's got it in his armory, but he goes, "This is what I need to do to make things work or to get the money, and then I can just do this." I, he he can do it for fun if he mm. wanted to, but he knows what will make the what will bring the income, the shows etc. absolutely. So, now, peace to static, um, as absolutely. Always. But you can follow us on social at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Chris is at I am Kinetic. I am at Hip Hop Chronicle. We've got more interviews coming. Uh, Before you go, bro. Next time, go you're on. doing a charity mm. podcast. As I am, I am. Come doing on, a charity plug, podcast. plug, plug your charity podcast. Let's do this. Uh, so on December nineteenth, uh, I am doing probably the very first 24-hour live continuous podcast. This is in aim, uh, on aid of a um, children's charity that supports premature babies. Uh, and it's part of the it's an NHS trust. So it's for just to raise money for them. Um, I have a Just Giving page. Uh, I haven't really done much promotion for it. I'm just going to do it. I'm not really just going to do it because it's something that uh, is close to me. Also, it's just a challenge. But so December 19th, Saturday, December 19th, I'll be doing fun and games and talking for 24 hours non-stop. Okay, and um, I'll put that information in, in the podcast notes. And yeah, make sure you can make sure you try and support if you can. December 19th. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. But yes, we'll be back with another episode. Until then, peace. peace.